In a world where sports rule the airways, there are two who dare to break from the norm. It's time for The Movie Zone, starring Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot, now playing on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Everybody get up, it's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Oh boy, what was that? That is uh, the original, I don't know, Space Jam? What's it even called? I don't know. Who, who, who originally sang that? Quad City DJs? You should probably leave it to them. <laughs> <laughs> He's Johnny. He's doing his final week here on the Movie Zone. <laughs> I'm Austin, and yeah, I sound like I'm dying of some awful virus disease. I'm not. I'm just... No, just hay fever? No, I no? mean, it's it's legitimately an illness, but I did the right thing, got it all checked out, and I mean, I've had COVID already. Right, I know. But I And I've been vaccinated, so yep. but I had it looked into, and my daughter got croup from relatives who don't care about other people's kids. Now, wasn't that sick. a movie with Nicolas Cage as Cavemen? Cavemen? The Croups? That's The Croods. Oh, The Croods. Oh. Which Jake Scott thinks is a good movie. Really? It's not. He just lied. He just went down and, in my book a little bit. And the sequel is maybe the worst thing I've ever seen. Look, the first movie was tolerable. It was tolerable. But okay. uh, All right. maybe. The, sec- the second one, no business be even being a movie. I'll compromise with you and say, okay, tolerable. I couldn't tolerate it, but right. the majority probably could. Well, look, I watched it on an airplane traveling to Asia. So it, any any kind of uh, entertainment when you have a fifteen hour flight is good entertainment. I'll I'll be honest. Can you sleep on? Uh huh. Oh yeah. my gosh! I I promise you, if I went on a flight right now to Asia, I'd sleep the entire way. Oh yeah. Well, see, I got to the point where as soon as I got on the plane, even before it took off, I was asleep. You with like a drug or no? No, that's just I just got so used to it. Now, when you're going that far, it's first class kind of setup, isn't it? Sometimes. You can lay down a little bit. Sometimes. Sometimes you're flying in coach. It's oh. a little bigger than normal coach, but it's still coach. Oh, wow. I've done both. Uh, I've The furthest I've been outside this country is Medicine Hat, Alberta. Okay. And Tijuana, Mexico. So both of them are the 51st and 52 states, <laughs> uh, states in our nation. They're they're each about 18 miles north and south of our border. Yeah. I got I got to tell you, Austin, you sound really thin in my ears because my headphones broke right as I pulled them out of my bag to do this show. So everything everything sounds like this right now. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, he's Johnny. I'm Austin, and uh, we're gonna take you up to 10,000 feet. And all right, we do have. Speaking of taking you up to 10,000 feet. And beyond. We oh, have yeah. a space movie to talk about. We do. We have, yes, one space movie to talk about. And we're legally allowed to say we saw Finally, it. Finally, <laughs> we, we may have seen this movie several weeks before its release. We did. We saw it through uh, almost to the end for one of us, and you saw it all the way through beginning to end. I stayed all the way through the credits hoping for an after scene and spoke with our buddy Larry Tassoni afterwards. Was there a credit scene? No. Oh, well, there's, don't, so don't stay sticking around. No. Uh, so we'll get into Space Jam, New Legacy here in a moment. We have a poll question that's all about throwing it back to your childhood or movies from your childhood that other people may not have appreciated as much as you did. <laughs> yep. We have a From the Archives that uh, admittedly, this is a movie that I should have seen and I have never You've seen You've never seen this movie? Nope. <gasps> and then I heard the sequel was awful and the threequel was uh, forgettable. The first one was... 
well, we'll get into it, but it's awesome. The second one was tolerable, and the third one was the Croods, too. <laughs> okay. All right, so we have that and so much more to get to. All right, Johnny, uh, before we dive in, I did send out a Movie Zone movie showdown. Yes, you did. Finally. Uh, and because- Two weeks late. It was. It was two weeks oh, late. Oh, it was a week late. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, But I had a question for you. Sure, shoot. When you texted me on Tuesday last week and said... Have you put out a poll yet? Were you talking about our poll or about our movie zone showdown? The showdown. Were you? Yeah. Well, I completely missed that. But that was my fault because I should have been a little more clear. Well, I I, I went this week back to 1996, and I looked at some of the summer releases that year. And two of the most uh, followed and beloved action films of our generations, Mm -hmm. of the generations... Came out that summer, same summer as Space Jam. Cool. And since we're talking about the sequel this week, thought, hey, let's tie that into the Movies on Movie Showdown. And so I asked which movie from 1996 was better, Independence Day or Mission Impossible? Those are two very good choices. And I thought for sure that I was going to be on the right side of this thing. Which would you say is the better movie? Independence Day. Really? Because you didn't... Did you choose the original Mission Impossible? Yeah, that's... Okay. 1996, yeah. I don't think that was the best one. I think two and three really made a difference in the Mission Impossible series. Well, two is awful, and three is the best in the franchise. Two is the one where he was in Utah at the beginning rock climbing, right? Yes. Okay. Aiko, Aiko, Ane. Yeah. Yes. That whole thing. Yes. Uh, So anyway... 57% 57% per, I thought I, I said Mission Impossible I thought I'd be on the right side of this thing Nope You're not 387 387 votes Rolled in 57% of the vote Went to Independence Day Absolutely 43% went to Mission Impossible I don't think that's the right answer Oh I do 100% Better movie? Yes No Yes hands down The original Mission Impossible Independence Day is so overrated The second one sucks I didn't know there was a second one There is It's like Resurgence or something like that Where they (laughs) they come back But uh, (laughs) The original Mission Impossible Was was a good movie I'm not going to say it was not It was a good movie and even though I said it sucks on being radio funny, it was a good movie. But I think Independence Day was a better. I do not think the Mission Impossible series really got its legs, as I mentioned, until two, and then three really took it over the edge. And three was with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, correct? Yep, and Kerry yes. uh, Russell. Yes. Uh, and then four, Ghost Protocol, was great. Mm-hmm. And five, uh, uh, Fallout, was mm-hmm. awesome, too. I believe they're doing some more. There's another one coming out next year. Yep. So I love Mission Impossible. You kind of like those spy movies, though. I right? do. Yep. Yeah, and I'm I'm with you. I think they're great as well. And I don't care for alien movies. Right. So. And and apparently you're wrong. <laughs> All right. So there you go. That's the movie zone movie Welcome showdown. To Earth. We'll do another one if we don't forget over the coming weekend. You never know what's going to happen. So get on Twitter now. Before we dive into this week's new movies, Black Widow. Woo, baby. Is uh, everything the doctor ordered for movie theaters? It was everything. I uh, admittedly, Austin, um, you and I were invited to go see it, and we would, neither one of us were able to see it early. Yeah. So uh, I went on Tuesday night and saw it, and I decided to go to a different theater this time than I normally go to. And I went out to the district, wow. and I saw it in IMAX. Which, yes, go see this in IMAX. But I got to tell you, buddy, the theater was packed. 
wall-to-wall people. Movies are back. It's time to go back to the movies. We did it, everybody. We are there. I mean, we've said this several times, but literally, this is the first time that I have seen, like, every seat taken. Uh, Awesome. Yes. That's what we need. That's what the theaters need. I think I agree 100%. And I got to tell you, it was really cool when the Marvel logo came up. And people started applauding and cheering because they they missed it. Mm. I know you're not a big Marvel fan, nope. but they but again you're wrong. And <laughs> and they and they people have missed it. They have loved they love Marvel movies and they absolutely love this. And even at the end of the movie, they applauded. Wow! 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 Yeah, it was it was awesome. Was there an end credit scene in this one? Yes, there is. Yeah, of course. That's Marvel. Yes. Thing. Yes. And uh, I, I I can't say anything because it'll give it away. So I can't say a thing. Well, this is a prequel. We it shouldn't give much away. Well, it Endgame it, has taken place. It time jumps. Uh-huh. And I'm just going to No, I can't even say that. I can't even say about like when the end credit scene takes place. I just want it to be done. But I'll tell you one thing that was really can't cool. Can't we just be done? No. <sighs> no way. There's so much more coming from Marvel. It's like when I when I think of the afterlife and and does it go on forever and eternity? At some point it's like, no, I, I want it. There should be an end to things. You just want to go black and that, like, like black out and that's it. And let's start over or yeah. something. Yeah. 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 Well, I get that. But this movie, Austin, <laughs> is awesome. Um, it's full of action. It's a full on popcorn movie. Your favorite stars are in it. You know, Scar Joe. Um, I can't remember his name now. The guy from Stranger Things, the cop. Um, he played Hellboy. He, uh, yeah, I don't know. Jim Hopper. Oh, yeah. Okay. Jim, Jim Hopper's in this, um, who, who plays Scar, or, or sorry, Black Widow's, uh, father. And I got to tell you, it's awesome. There's action. They talk about a lot of the old, uh, the Marvel characters are mentioned in this. Again, I'm not giving anything away. It does have a couple low points. Slow down. You know, it's like, okay, let's get on. And then, bam, before you know it, you're right back in the action. And it's it's awesome. Now, don't go in expecting a full-on superhero movie because she's a spy. So it's not the uh, Iron Man shooting things out of his hands, but uh, it still has that flair. It's got more of a spy movie than anything. So this might be a Marvel movie that I would like. I think this is a Marvel movie you would like because it does deal with Black Widow, the Red Room that she's talked about in so many of her movies, and uh, it really discusses her background. It also sounds like you better have seen a handful of the other movies you, to see this one. This this movie takes place in between, so we're going back in time, so it takes place in between Civil War, where Civil War ended, and before Endgame picks up. Or, I'm sorry, before Affinity War picks yeah, up. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. All right, so if you want, you'd probably see those two movies, and then this one would make more sense. Yeah, okay. yeah, I would think so. So Black Widow, uh, by all accounts, it's a really good, really good time. If you like Marvel, you'll love it. If you just like going to movies, you'll enjoy it. It's a full-on popcorn movie. It is. So the problem with that is, does that mean that it's lacking in artistic? No. So no. Popcorn, popcorn movie, as we learned a few weeks ago, right. is just over-the-top ridiculous action. Doesn't it, really have a great plot or storyline. Okay, so I, I should probably take that back. What I mean by a popcorn movie is it's, it's the one you want to go see, have a big tub of popcorn with you, <laughs> and enjoy every moment of it. That's what I'm referring to. Now, Granted, yes, you're right. It's not what we defined the few weeks ago. She's not grabbing a torpedo with her bare hand and redirecting it on the uh, frozen ice reservoir. And- it's not Sharknado. Okay, or or Fast and Furious. Right. 9. No, no. This is a good mark. Well, I maybe it's a good movie. <laughs> it's okay. It's both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there you go. Black Widow in review. Awesome. All right. Let's talk about this week's new releases. We have uh, six of them. Yeah. 
with a uh, a nod to next week. Well, by the way, we have a special guest next week for a locally made produced film that a lot of people will want to see because they saw the first two. Uh, we're going to record with them ahead of next week's show for the opening of the mm-hmm. show that's coming out next next week called Once I Was Engaged. So stay tuned for that. But this week, let's start with the one that a lot of people have been worried, fretting over, anxious about, excited to see. Space Jam. New Legacy. PG action adventure comedy starring Libran Gems. I think I pronounced that correctly. I think that was close. Don Cheadle. Mm-hmm. Sonequa Martin Green. I'm really glad you read that. Oh, it does say here from Johnny. I <laughs> hand selected this name just for Johnny. Yeah, Larry. Larry's putting notes in our uh, our notes now. And I think I said it wrong. Sonequa. So- Sonequa. Yeah. Sonequa. I got it right. You got it. <laughs> ding ding ding. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's the description. A rogue artificial intelligence kidnaps the son of famed basketball player LeBron James, who then has to work with Bugs Bunny. <laughs> What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? To win a basketball game. Stop me if you've heard this before. Available in D-Box Motion Seating and Dolby Atmos Sound. All right, now, before I completely tell you the absolute truth about this movie. Okay. If you like the original Space Jam, go back and watch it now. Because I'm willing to bet those who liked the original Space Jam... We're within the age frame of 8 years old to 15 years old, most likely. I would agree with that, yeah. And watch it again today, and then criticize it. You'll feel the same way about the new Space Jam. (laughs) If you're between the age of 8 and 15, you'll probably really, really, really enjoy this movie. If you're outside of those age ranges, you're not going to like this movie in the least. Well, I, I'm going to say the same thing I I told Larry, Larry and I discussed after, and I guess someone from the uh, the, uh, the production company of the movie was Warner there as Brothers. well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so they were asking what people thought. And I had my son with me. And How old is your son? He's 13. Okay. So I said, son, do you know who Looney Tunes are? And he said, I kind of do. Yeah. I mean, he, he knows Bugs Bunny, but he doesn't know Elmer Fudd. He didn't really know Tweety, Sylvester, all, all you know, Speedy Gonzalez. He didn't know all of them, and right? And they really focus on a really obscure one. Uh, which one? Marvin the Martian. I love Marvin. I always loved him. Yeah, but a kid like yours. Yes, he had no idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I asked him, and he said, no, I didn't really know who they were. And I said, this, I think this is, this is kind of where Looney Tunes can really bank in on this is – they can bring everyone knows LeBron James. Let's be honest. You know who LeBron James is. So this can really bridge that gap from people who know who LeBron James is, but doesn't really know the Looney Tunes and bring the two together and give the fans or the, the younger generation of Looney Tunes a chance to actually see those cartoons and that that whole world that they're in. And I think I think it was a fun movie. I think little kids are gonna love it. I think parents are probably gonna nap through it. Yeah, there there was one moment, and I will not give it away, but there was one Bill Murray-like moment, yes. if you recall the first one, that yes. I did laugh out loud at. Yeah, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. But other than that, honestly, I don't know that I'll ever care to see this movie again. I'm glad... Uh, now, I'll caveat that. I'm glad I saw it so that I sure. know what it was. Mm-hmm. But it was not 
up to my 36 year old minds want no. for it to be and that's not fair because the original one was awful too but i was a kid and liked it yeah but you know it's funny a lot of people who talk about the original one even they're adults now they still talk about how much they loved it and i don't know if it was just the age group that saw it and it stuck with them it is because we all say we liked mighty ducks too and it's a terrible movie yeah it's true but it was we were it was awesome when we were kids so i and and maybe we've just aged out of it Maybe the, the next generation of kids is going to say, feel the same way. But I felt that this was, and I'm not being a LeBron hater or whatever. I just think this was a bad choice. Let's talk about LeBron specifically because sure. I'm not sure I've ever seen a worse depiction of someone playing themselves. Oh, for sure. Sure, sure. He could have, they could have got like, I don't know, any other basketball player to play LeBron James and it would have been more believable. <laughs> it, was, it, it was like... You don't believe anything you're saying. No, I think this was all about the cha-ching. Yeah, yep, for sure. They even make a reference to that he moved to L.A. for this movie. Right. Which is absolutely the truth. One, my, however, I'm going to give one one joke away. Only one, and it's all a right. small one. My favorite line, well, my second favorite line, the first one's the one I know you're talking about, but my second one was uh, someone said, what are you doing here? No more teams to play for? <laughs> All right, so there you go. Space Jam, new legacy. Now, along those lines, on Twitter, at Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot1, at Zone Sports Net. Coming up in segment two, we'll have our poll question of the week. Uh, your responses to that. And the, the question this week is, what movie or movies from your youth have you shared with someone and what was their reaction? Being that, you know, Space Jam. Sure. You might, you, your kid We'll go see the new Space Jam and like it, and their kid will see it later and not like it or something like that. Correct. My wife uh, showed me a show called uh, uh, oh, uh, not F Fred is Dead, Dead is Drop Dead Fred. Right. Yes, I know. Have you, you know yeah. with Phoebe uh -huh. Cates, uh -huh. and she thought it was the most funniest, incredible movie, and I wanted to pound my head with a <laughs> hammer. So, along those lines, what's a movie from your childhood that other people had, and what were their what was their opinion of it? All right, we'll get to that in segment two. What else is opening this week, Johnny Lightfoot? We are going to talk about something I'm sure you're not going to see, but uh, it's because it's got the word horror in it. <laughs> it's called Escape Room Tournament of Champions. It's a rated PG-13 action-adventure thriller horror starring Taylor Russell, Logan Miller, and Holland Roden. Six people unwittingly find themselves locked in another series of escape rooms, slowly uncovering what they have in common to survive. Joining forces with two of the original survivors, they soon discover they've all played this game before. It's available in D-Box motion seating and Dolby Atmos sound. <sighs> You'll see it. I probably won't. What? This is your movie. This sounds like, I'm not a fan of the Saw movies. I've seen them, but I'm not a fan of them. <laughs> this sounds like another Saw movie, and... It's a PG-13 version of the Saw. Right. Yeah, yeah it's got to have that hard R rated for me to see it. All right, next up, Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain. Not. Me, me. No, not see, I, th I thought maybe we were throwing in the whole Looney Tunes thing there, but no, like Roadrunner gets a solo movie. <laughs> that would be fun. In fact, this is a rated R documentary starring the late Anthony Bourdain, mm. Octavia Bourdain, and David Chang. A documentary about Anthony Bourdain and his career as a chef, writer, and host, revered and renowned for his authentic approach to food, culture, and travel. So, if you're an Anthony Bourdain uh, fan, you want to see this movie. I admittedly have seen very little of Anthony Bourdain's work sure. because I'm not Food Channel, Food Network guy. Mm -hmm. I don't. Mm -hmm. 
But Hanson Scotty will love this documentary. So I am a fan of the Food Network and the Hanson Scotty show, which is the same thing. <laughs> and uh, also of, of Anthony Bourdain's. I uh, at one time wanted to be a chef and was debating about really? going to culinary school. And What I've, made you not do that? I just, I'm too old. Oh, this was after your rock star days? It was like two weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> I just decided that it's not, it's not for me. <laughs> Reinventing yourself as try, a pastry try. chef. Yes. I was going to go in. I was going to take over the world as a chef. Okay. No, but uh, Anthony Bourdain was great. It's uh, sad what happened. Um, it's a tragedy for sure. But as far as a chef goes, he was amazing. This documentary is going to be beautiful and probably sad at the same time. Um, and, and as I mentioned before, I love that the Megaplex movies are starting to show more documentaries. It seems like every every week now there's a new documentary showing there. I think it's great, and keep it up. All right, tell us about your favorite actor of all time, Nicolas Cage's new movie. Pig! Rated R drama thriller starring Nicolas Cage, and a note from Larry says, uh, Johnny, for better or worse, he actually speaks in this film. So that's a shout-out, a throwback to last week when you were talking about Wonderland or whatever. Willie's Wonderland. Where he doesn't speak and you where he think it's his all, best yeah. movie ever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, starring Nicolas Cage, Alex Wolf, and Adam Arkin. A truffle hunter. Truffle? A truffle hunter. Huh? Truffle, isn't that? Yeah, oh yeah. Truffles are those like, speaking of food, that's like a very high, uh, high society food. It's like a mushroom, I believe. Yeah. Yes. A truffle hunter who lives in the Oregonian wilderness must return his, to his past in Portland in search of his beloved... For aging pig after she is For, kidnapped. Foraging. <laughs> I like foraging. Foraging. Wait a second. <laughs> this is a movie about a man going back. This is John Wick, but in the woods searching for a pig, not the killer of his dog. And I've got to be honest here. Uh, <laughs> this is ridiculous. The Oregonian wilderness. Where Oregonian, yeah. Right, where he has to travel what sounds like millions of miles <laughs> to Portland. <laughs> Wait, now, tell me if I'm wrong. Isn't Portland in the same state? <laughs> it is. That's true. <laughs> Who wrote this thing and what is wrong with them? Uh, Nicholas Cage probably wrote it. God, he needs money, doesn't he? He he does. He should go back to not talking in films. A person, but, uh, a person who lives alone in the Oregon wilderness has to return to their past in Portland to search for their pig after it was kidnapped. For aging. For aging. For aging pig. What could possibly... Hey, that works, too. He could be getting older and at the end of his pig life. This is Sharknado, but with... Uh, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage, yeah. Yeah, um, okay. Unbelievable, the movies that are approved from some of these studios. I almost want to see it just to see how bad it is. You know, don't count out Nicholas Cage. I will. That's all I'm going to say. I do count him out. Willie's Wonderland is a masterpiece to National everyone. Treasure was the end of Nicholas Cage. Sorry. No, the uh, Con Air was the end of You're Nicholas a liar. Cage. That was a great movie. No! Right. Really? Yes, I love that Don't movie. even get me started about how the whole premise is about a guy who has diabetes, and if he doesn't get a shot, he's going to die. <laughs> no. You're talking to a diabetic. That is not the whole premise. That's one of the guys in the film. It's a big part of the film. <laughs> the whole premise is a guy defending his family goes a little too far because he's a trained weapon by the military, mm -hmm. gets thrown in prison, and then turns into the good guy inside the bad guy's lair. The best part of that movie is his mullet. <laughs> All right, uh, Out of Death, a rated R <laughs> crime thriller starring Jamie King, Bruce Willis, and La La Kent. A corrupt sheriff's department in a rural mountain town comes undone when an unattended witness throws a wrench into their shady operation. Did you ever see 16 Blocks? I did not. No, it's 16 Blocks. It's uh, Bruce Willis' most deaf 
Bruce Willis is an old alcoholic cop who's been put in charge of getting this witness, most deaf, an inmate to the I court did. on time. I did see this. This is that. Yep. Redone. You know, I like Bruce Willis. He's one of my favorites. He's pretty cool. But don't see the movie Breach. That's available at the Red Boxes. It's not that good. <laughs> All right, so Out of Death, rated R crime thriller starring Bruce Willis. I'll draw some people. I think so, for sure. Bruce Willis is a big draw. And then finally. As I Am, a rated R comedy drama romance starring Kim Spearman, Joshua Glen- Glenister? Sure. Sure. James Faulkner. Yeah, that sounds right. Yep. Set in the English countryside, As I Am depicts small-town adolescence. One week of school remains for Kai, an aspiring writer, and his friends. How they spent this time will cost one of them their life and leave them changed forever. Spoiler, Larry! Hello! <laughs> Man! How they spend this time. It's comedy, drama, romance, and then it ends with some of us, one of them will die. Yeah, you save that for like the twist. You don't put it in the description. <laughs> so six new movies out this week. <laughs> as I Am, as you just heard it. Out of Death, Crime Thriller, starring Bruce Willis. Pig. Maybe maybe the worst uh, dreamt-up idea for a movie ever, starring Nicolas Cage searching <laughs> for his kidnapped pig. Roadrunner, the documentary about Anthony Bourdain. Escape Room, the PG-13 version of Saw. And Space Jam, New Legacy. Coming up on the other side, we will get to your poll question responses. Hop on Twitter, at Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot one at Zone Sports Net. What movie or movies from a youth have you shared with someone, and what was their reaction also, we'll get a this week's lesson in music history and soundtrack yeah. from Johnny Life. You bet we will. Coming up next, right here on the Movie Zone. Come stop crying, we'll be all right. Just take my hand, hold it tight. You're locked on to the Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. This is the Movie Zone. I will be playing Johnny Lightfoot. (laughs) Austin, you will be playing Austin Horton. And Austin, I got to tell you, if you play this role right, there could be an award in it for you. Really? You could be. Well, hearing this song and knowing who wrote it, Johnny, uh, I could probably play Phil Collins in a movie. Now, not to be confused with Def Leppard guitar player Phil Collins. No, he's not bald or English. He is bald and he is English. Oh, he is? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, no, uh, but he's a guitar player. I'm a drummer. Yes. Phil Collins a drummer. Phil Collins is a drummer. Well, we are talking this week about the monster, <laughs> Phil Collins. They're both bald in English, huh? Yes, uh, yes, they are. Okay. One of them's in extremely great shape, and the other one's not so much. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm guessing Phil Collins is not in a great shape? Nope, wrong again. Phil Collins is in like, he's like 75 and in like six-pack and just ripped and goes on stage without a shirt. Phil Collins... Probably wears a couple shirts. He's fine. Oh, he's, he's so just fine. old. He's just old. Well, yeah. so's the other one. They're both old. Yeah, but I hate old guys that don't look old. 
Sorry. Go that's, ahead. That's Tell fine. us. This All is right. our, our lesson in music history soundtrack of the week. <laughs> Not which one's old and looks yeah. better. Okay. <laughs> Philip David Charles Collins, born January 30th, 1951, is an English drummer, singer, record producer, songwriter, and yes, Austin, even an actor. He is best known for his drumming and singing with the rock band Genesis and, of course, his solo career. Uh, between 1982 and 1990, Phil Collins achieved three UK and seven US number one singles in his solo career and went on to have 40 top 40 singles. Wow. 40 top 40. Yes. 40 and 40. Like the 60 and 60 every day at 1.30. Sure. Let's call it that. 40 and 40. No, that's wrong, too. I'm making stuff up here as we go along because I don't have my glasses on, Austin. Put Hold your on. glasses on. Let me put my glasses on. What are you wasting our time for? <laughs> this, this is radio. No one can see you. Don't be vain. I know, I know. Put them on. You still didn't put them on. (laughs) Phil Collins went on to have more U.S. top 40 singles than any other artist during the 1980s. His most successful singles, of course, are In the Air Tonight, I Don't Care Anymore, Against All Odds, Take a Look at Me Now, One More Night, Studio, Take Me Home, Two Hearts, A Groovy Kind of Love, I Wish It Would Rain Down, and Another Day in Paradise, and of course, the Tarzan song that we were just listening to, You'll Be In My Heart. Now, here we go for the big stuff. He has had, Phil Collins has had eight studio albums that have sold 33.5 million units in the U.S. and an estimated 150 million records sold worldwide, making him one of the world's best-selling artists. Wow. He is one of only three recording artists, Paul McCartney, Michael Jackson, Phil Collins who have sold over 100 million records both as a solo artist and as a principal member of a band. He has won eight Grammy Awards, six Brit Awards, two Golden Globe Awards, one Academy Award, and even a Disney Legend Award. He does have a star on the Hollywood Rock of Fame, and he was inducted in 1999 into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Cool. Wow. Where is the Songwriters Hall of Fame? I don't know. Hmm. That's awesome. I don't know. Uh, and he's an all-around, uh, one of the great Baldus Beautiful campaign leaders. Yes, he is. I love him. He is, and he's uh, one of the best drummers of all time as well. In fact, if you go back and ask uh, Ta- Taylor Hawkins, who's the Foo Fighters drummer, he considers Phil Collins as one of his drumming heroes and main influence, and he said, I quote, Collins is an incredible drummer. Anyone who wants to be good on the drums should check him out. The man is a master, end quote. And it's, it's, it's true, and a lot of people overlook that because he's a great singer. Correct. They don't know him necessarily as the drummer. Yeah. And he was the drummer and singer of Genesis. Which is almost impossible to do well. And I'll tell you one other thing. A lot of people don't know this. Do you know he's not the original singer of Genesis? Uh, oh, no, I didn't know that. Peter Gabriel is. Really? Just a little uh And they kicked him knowledge. out? <laughs> he left to pursue his own solo career, yeah. and uh, clearly Genesis is the uh, stepping stone for anyone to have a very <laughs> successful solo career. Well, uh, you mentioned he's also an actor. I love him in Hook. Yeah. As the uh, police inspector. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll get more. In fact, I have a sneaking suspicion that we'll play one of those other songs you mentioned coming up in segment three. Maybe. And I've got a little uh, factoid about that. Love you. it. Love it. Uh, but did you see America's Got Talent this week? I uh, Ever since they told me I didn't have talent. Oh, did you try out for America's I, Got I Talent? I tried out for America's Got Talent maybe four years ago. And uh, they, they said, you're great. In fact, I even tried out for Britain's Got Talent. And uh, Britain Got Talent told me I need to go practice. <laughs> <laughs> well, a guy named Matt Mauser. Yeah. Did you see this I viral did. clip? Yeah, he, I did. His wife perished in the helicopter crash that also took Kobe Bryant. 
and uh, he performed against all odds on America's Got Talent this week. And mm-hmm. my goodness, it might be the most powerful thing I've ever seen. It was really, 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 really touching. I, I think he's going to do well. I think so, too. All right. Uh, time now for your time to shine here on the Movie Zone. Get on Twitter at Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot One, at Zone Sports Net. With Space Jam, a new legacy out. What movie or movies from your youth have you shared with someone, and what was the reaction? Wow. Nancy says, one of my favorite movies from my childhood is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the original with Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder, right. Not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp. That one is just too creepy. Shared the original with my kids when they were small. It is still a family favorite. I would agree with that. I think most, I showed it to my son as well when he was younger, and he absolutely loves it. He likes it better than Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. It's because he has good taste. Yeah. Did you know that uh, river scene in the original where it's really creepy and they're going through that tunnel? And, yes. And Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka is getting really creepy and dark. Yes. No one else in the cast knew he was going to do that. Oh, so it's total improv. It was supposed to be played straight. Awesome. And he changed it and played and and it freaked everybody out and they kept it. And Gene Wilder did that a lot in movies like uh, Young Frankenstein. You know where they're sitting. You've seen that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're sitting at the table, and he starts playing with his food. Yeah. That was all improv. No <laughs> one knew. He he loves doing that in all the films. He was a genius. Jordan says, "Had my wife watch They Call Me Trinity, not her thing, but she liked it more than she thought." I'll be real. I've never even heard of. I, I got to be honest, too. I haven't heard of that have either. To check that out. J-Rock says, when I was young, I loved The Dark Crystal. I started mm. to make my grandkids watch it. About a third of the way through, I apologized and told them to go outside and play. <laughs> I'm kind of with them on that. <laughs> it's a creepy, creepy movie. I love that movie as a kid, but uh, I, I showed my son that as well. And I'm kind of like... Uh, yeah, we're gonna. It's kind of like the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this next one. Uh, I went to Maine when I was a really young kid. My uh, my uh, cousins were living there, and they were even younger than me. We went to Boston and Maine for a family vacation, uh-huh. and my parents were so exhausted that we decided to go to a movie. They picked this movie thinking that we'd watch it and they could take a nap. Sure, but this movie was so bad, even the kids couldn't make it through <laughs> oh, it. No. And we, we ended up leaving. Uh, Fern Gully. Oh, yes. Guy on a Buffalo says, Fern Gully watched it with my wife. She hated it. It's an awful movie. Is that the one with Littlefoot? No, that's Land Before Time. Land Before Time. 1 through 19. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Mikey says, uh, just showed my wife Gattaca. Oh, wow. Or rather insisted we watch it together. She was riveted and I was pleased. I like that movie. It's an amazing movie. Yeah, it was slow, but I liked it. It's a great one. Dan, when my ex and I were dating... For some reason, we watched Balto and We're Back, back to back, because she had not seen them growing up, and I was like, those are great movies, and yeah, they weren't great. She still makes fun (laughs) of me for it. (laughs) Johnny says, it's okay, Dan. I brought home Strange Brew for our first family night activity after my wife and I got back from our honeymoon. She walked out of the room after 10 minutes. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) How can you not like that movie? It's so funny. Strange Brew? Yes. It's it's the right setting to think it's funny maybe i haven't seen it in a while and it was funny then and not now i don't know but i loved it ned I, apparently uh, hans olsen's phone operator ned listens to the show mm. had my wife watch the original red dawn how can you not like a dude taking down a helicopter with a rocket launcher on horse mount sma pa- was that patrick swayze doing that i think oh I'm, I'm thinking of the christian bale red dawn i thought was there an original? Was the Christian Bell one a remake? Was it, Is the Christian Bell a newer one? Red Dawn? Yeah. It's like mid-90s, I think. Let's see. 
Red Dawn. History of Red Dawn, 1984. Yeah. Yeah, and Patrick Swayze, yes. What am I thinking of? I don't know. What is, what's the one I'm thinking of uh, that's about... Uh, You're thinking... Well, I know Christian Bell was in a Terminator movie. No, it's not what I'm thinking of. Ah, what is... Now it's going to drive me crazy. What is this? Rescue Dawn is what I'm thinking Rescue of. Rescue Dawn, right. So Sorry. The original Red Dawn has Patrick Swayze. It has uh, Charlie Sheen. Has uh, Oh, yeah. Leah Thompson. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm, I'm up to And they now. remade it like a few years ago. Uh, Except yeah, they changed. Like, Instead of being Russia, it was North Korea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was terrible. It was oh, a horrible movie. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dean says, my wife had us watch Rocket Man, not the Elton John biopic, but the one starring Harlan Williams. Have you seen that, Johnny? I have not. <gasps> no. I know. Oh, my gosh. I know. Now my three-year-old blames Julie for everything. It's a really, really, really juvenile, <laughs> hilarious movie about a, a NASA... It's got uh, Lloyd Bridges, yeah. Jeff Bridges' brother, yeah, or uh-huh. Bo Bridges, one or the other. Uh, not Lloyd, that's the dad. Lloyd's the dad. Bo Bridges. Yeah. Uh, and it's got Harlan Williams, who plays this NASA nerd, and he gets his shot to be an astronaut. What's it called again? Rocket Man. Rocket. No, I have not seen this. And uh, he, I know about it, but I haven't seen it. His, uh, his uh, hypersleep chamber doesn't work, <laughs> so the rest of the crew falls asleep except he and the monkey. Okay. U- Ulysses. Oh, boy. Oh, it's phenomenally funny. Oh, boy. But it's so, so juvenile. Oh, sounds like my kind of movie. It, you'd love it. And then finally, Ryan says, I showed my kids The Princess Bride. They loved it. Okay. Good. I'm glad your kids loved it. So if they don't, they can't be your kids anymore. This is kind of along the same lines. Last night, I tried showing my son uh, uh, The Fifth Element. <laughs> we made it 20 minutes, and he's like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm Amen, like, Julian. Like, What's going I'm on? I'm with you, bud. I'm like, no. What? So I stayed up and watched the rest of it. It's awful. No, it's great. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we'll wrap up this week's edition of The Movie Zone with a From the Archives, known, little known, and unknown facts about blank. Blank. All I'm going to say is sometimes, this is a tagline, sometimes guys can't even handle Vegas. <laughs> That's a big giveaway. Mm-hmm. Talk about it next here on the Movers Zone. Do I have to get a facial tattoo? Yes. You're locked on to the Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Final segment this week here on the Movie Zone. I'm Austin. He's Johnny. Uh, yeah, this is Phil Collins' soundtrack of the week uh, in the air tonight. Oh, yeah. And the uh, drum solo part yes. that everyone knows and loves. Yes. I just recently saw a uh, behind-the-scenes interview with Phil Yeah. about that. And this is, he was going through a really nasty divorce. Okay. When he just sat down in the middle of the night in his studio and wrote this song in like 20 minutes. Wow. And just was messing around on the drums. And in one take... He's like, and really? he thought he thought it was awful. Really, he thought he the drum fill was horrible. He said he thought I'm so much uh, more skilled as a drummer than just this simple fill, and but it's maybe the greatest drum fill in history. As uh, your favorite band, the Beatles, and Paul McCartney once said, <laughs> "Less is more." Okay, and less Beatles is definitely <laughs> more. All right, Johnny from the archives. This yes. is a segment each week where we give you known, little known, and unknown facts about a movie that's at least ten years old. Yes. And uh, this week you're going with 2010's The Hangover. Oh, wow, it's been 11 years. Wow. Amazing. Crazy. Directed by Todd Phillips, written by John Lucas and Scott Moore, starring 
Zach Galifianakis, Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms, Justin Bartha, Ken Jong, my secret girlfriend, Heather Graham, Rob Riggle, <laughs> Mike Epps, and Mike Tyson. Yes, a budget of $35 million and a worldwide gross of $469 million. Wowzers. Rated R comedy with a runtime of one hour and 40 minutes. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 78% critics and an 84% fans. This was a success. Yeah, for sure. Lots of people saw it and still love it, and the sequels weren't as great. I have not laughed this hard at a movie in a really long time as I laughed when I saw out loud laughing, you know, the gut laughing where it hurts your back of your head hurts you've been laughing so hard as I did during this movie. I've not seen it. I uh, love I love Zach Galifianakis though, so. Great. Well, as mentioned, had a budget of 35 million dollars and Austin, principal photography for this movie took place in Nevada for only 15 days. Wow. 35 million spent in roughly 15 days. How much of that went to Tyson? Uh, good question. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, I could spend $35 million in less than 15 days. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's the highest grossing R-rated comedy in the U.S. to its release date. Uh, I think we may have had a few more since then that have passed it, but at that time it was groundbreaking. And the plot of this movie was actually inspired by a real event that happened to producer Trip Vinson, a friend of executive producer Chris Bender on the movie. Vinson had gone missing from his own Las Vegas bachelor party blacking out and waking up in a adult entertainment club being threatened with a very very large bill that he was supposed to pay wow apparently that's how this movie came about don't do drugs okay yeah don't 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 do drugs yeah. don't do drugs well uh, by this movie took place kind of at caesar's palace right that's kind of where the whole thing started and uh, since then in reported in 2013 caesar's palace had kind of had a lot of questions asked about it because of this movie in fact a lot of people would say well did caesar really live here which is one of the questions <laughs> zach galifianakis asked him and uh i've the, seen that clip the other yeah. part was do you know if the hotel is pager friendly <laughs> apparently they get that all the time and as a result of the film they decided to start putting hangover merchandise in their gift shop and slot machines themed hangover style yeah and they become some of the most popular all throughout Las Vegas, and the Caesars uh, gift shop has sold tens of thousands of hangover-related souvenirs it's probably because a of good that. Move, yep. Yes, you is don't this, you don't hate it when your business is featured in a movie. No, you may you may drop a little bit. You know, like oh, this is probably good for unless us, your but. business is the Dupont Paint Company. Anyway, go ahead. Well, uh, as you know, well, you don't know, but our listeners know, <laughs> Ed Helms or Stu lost part of his teeth in this movie. That was real. So. No effects or prosthetics were created for Stu's missing teeth. Ed Helms never had an adult incisor grow in, so he had a fake incisor taken out for the parts of filming when Stu's tooth goes oh, missing. Oh, okay. So All that right. was real. So he didn't break it during filming or whatever. No, no, no. That was He just took it out. Got about a minute. Uh, let's see. Jack Black turned down the role. Jonah Hill turned down the role. Jake Gyllenhaal turned down the role. Thomas Hayden turned down the role of Alan. Uh, Paul Rudd, Rudd turned down the role of Phil. Wow. Vince Vaughn, Josh Lucas, Ethan M uh, Embry, let's see, Will Ferrell, Seth Rogen, all turned down the role of Stu. Jeremy Piven was given the role of Stu, but turned it down. Lindsay Lohan turned down Heather Graham's part and regrets doing it. Yeah. And yes, real life, Mike Tyson does own Tigers, and this is really funny right here. Mike Tyson revealed that he appeared in the film to fund 
his drug habit. Oh, and that he has he was high on cocaine when filming all of his scenes. Tyson later said that working on the film convinced him to change his lifestyle. Yeah, like I said earlier, don't do drugs. Okay? Don't do drugs, kids. And last one, during filming in Las Vegas, one of the Mercedes, a very beat up and distinctive one, was stolen from a lot where the vehicles were being kept. The next day, the production was filming driving sequences and traffic was being held up by local police. A production person happened to look over and noticed a very distinct Mercedes was part of the cars being held. Well, the police were told, the driver was arrested, and that car was recovered. What an idiot. Right. Duh. You don't steal something and then return to the scene. Or drive it down Las Vegas <laughs> Boulevard when they're filming a movie. All right. There you go. 10 years. Well, 11 years ago now. 11 years ago. The Hangover. If you haven't seen it, Austin Horton, you need to go out and see this movie. It's I feel, funny. I feel it's like l- I've seen enough of it, though. You've, if you saw Bridesmaids, it was kind of their version of The Hangover. Yeah. But The Hangover is still awesome. All right, Johnny. We'll uh, do this again next week. How about it? We'll do it next week. And we'll probably talk about Phil Collin. No, we won't. No? Well, maybe. No, we probably won't. Def Leppard? De- well, yeah, not to be confused with Phil Collins. Bowler- They're both bald and both uh, English. <laughs> All right, and I'm just bald and not. <laughs> there you go. All right, he's Johnny. I'm Austin. We'll be back in one week's time here on the Movie Zone.